everyone. This is the End of the Harvest podcast where I just learned I was hosting. It's so exciting to be here with all of you. I'm Abigail Wilson, I'm the editor-in-chief here, and I am joined by um, our leader of leaders who is a good leader by just passing the buck to me, Andrew Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a great show for you today, but first I just wanted to remind you that we are here um, hopefully to encourage you in your walk with Jesus in making disciples and being a disciple of Jesus. And that is what this show is all about. So today we have some fun things to talk about, but how are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good. Like we were just talking about, it's a little early and it's early it in the week too. So uh, we're trying to get up to speed. So this could be a fun podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah on, I mean, it's already fun for me because I... Yeah, I was just chilling over here waiting for you to start. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, friends, we're going to start today with a listener question, which is actually, I love it when this happens because we often will have someone come to us with a question that specifically relates to one of our other podcasts, which to me really um, exemplifies the idea that this is a conversation with you guys. So we may be over here talking, but we a hundred percent want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions and also your questions. So today's listener question is from Luis um, De Los Santos, maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he put this on to our YouTube channel for episode 124, which was with our good friend, Dave Perry. Uh, and he said, with Dave Perry's comments of God doing the heavy lifting in mind, what portion of discipleship are we responsible for? So this was a great question to just kind of go a little deeper into what Dave was talking about, which mm. once again, we can never get everything we want to into an episode. And so right. thanks guys for bringing things back up so that we get a chance to talk about it some more. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew, I'm going to throw it to you first. Yeah. And Luis has asked a lot of great questions. So, yes. Luis hey. is like, he gets a gold star on the good question. Yeah. He asks them and they're good questions. So, uh, you know, this question in particular Cecil Bean was on our last podcast, episode 128, and he said something, he talked about this as well, uh, what portion are we responsible for as followers of Jesus and as disciple makers, and what part is, what part of the work can God alone do? Uh, it's a great question because, you know, for one, we don't want to take on, we don't want to shoulder the things that only God is capable of shouldering. Um uh, but two, we do want to excel and, and take ownership of the parts that the parts of the work that we've been assigned or tasked with. And, uh, you know, Jesus himself said that, uh, that unless the father draws people to himself, that they, they wouldn't recognize, they would not come to him. So even Jesus, as he walked the earth in, you know, he was not able to just make people believe, make people follow, um, so there's definitely a, a God's part, our part, when it comes to discipleship. And so um, I'm going to throw out the things that are top of mind for me, Abby, and then mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So the first thing I would say is that um, we need to be modeling discipleship ourselves. 
So, of course, we're trying to encourage others to follow Jesus and to live this life of faith. But first and foremost, we need to be exemplifying that life, whether anyone responds and joins us in it or not. Um, we want to be living a life of devotion to Jesus, a life of faithfulness, a, a life of following in his footsteps. Yeah. And um, that is, uh, I believe, um, first and foremost, our part of discipleship. And you could say like, well, that's not, that's not necessarily the same thing as disciple making. That's, but I, I think that they're absolutely connected mm-hmm. um, because just as Jesus did not have in a sense, he didn't have a, um, a catechism or he didn't have a curriculum. His life itself was the model yeah. that he was inviting the disciples to join him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been part of a running club here in San Diego the last few years. And there's so many great parallels with, I think, disciple making, because when, <laughs> when you're part of this running club, um, it's, it is, um, you know, new runners are joining and they're really becoming stronger runners. Uh, and they're learning a lot, whether it's about gear or Mm -hmm. training methods. Um, but it's primarily about running. (laughs) So like you have to actually get out there and the best runners, the leaders of this running club are the best runners. They're the ones who are out there running week in and week out. Right. Uh, no matter who's showing up to the weekly runs, those those men and women are there. So that's number one. Our part is to simply be in the race and to be faithful. And then um, God's part is to bring us into contact with people who want to join us, join us in that race. But what what comes to your mind when you hear Luis's question or? Yeah, it's always fun um, whenever you go first, because I'm like, ah, I'll just add to it. Yeah. Yeah, I I wrote modeling with an exclamation point. (laughs) There we go. But, um, I will just say like, and in fact, I said it the the opposite way in our intro today, but normally we say it, we're here to help encourage you to be a disciple and make disciples. And there's, Mm. that's on purpose because if we are not being a disciple of Jesus, then how in the world could we ever make disciples? But I will add to it that um, we are called to do that. So um, where it's not just I'm, you know, I'm just going to follow Jesus. Maybe someone will notice. I mean, there is a little bit of action on our part. Like you said, they're out running, like they're out Mm -hmm. doing it. Um, But also they are, they've joined a running club and they are intentionally Mm -hmm. involved with other people. Um, you know, and offering their, their wisdom and insights and whatever. Um, So I think the other thing that I I was going to add was also, um, and I, I would just made me think of first Corinthians two that when Paul says like, I just was Christ Jesus and him crucified. And that's all I was to you. And I think that's the other part, um, especially Mm -hmm. in life on life discipleship. Um, so often it can kind of get muddied with like my own opinions, my own little, like, or even my tools, which are really excellent, fabulous mm-hmm. tools, by the way, <laughs> but just making sure that even when I'm offering up good advice or good tools or good, whatever, that it always goes back to Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
so that in the end, I haven't just made a disciple of Abigail, but a disciple of Jesus. So I think that, um, that constant reminder of pointing to Jesus and pointing to him and in my own life, but then also intentionally doing that when I'm trying to disciple someone too. So, yeah. Yeah. Keeping the focus on Jesus, yeah. which was actually the the main topic of our conversation with Cecil was, yeah. <laughs> on this past Man, episode. This, guys, there, it was bad quality of audio, yes, it was. but oh let's not make that the focus. It was so good. I literally am going to re-listen to it with, um, with my son later because he likes he likes to watch our shows sometimes and so i'll pick really good ones that yeah. i'm not in <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah it's great well, i was, trying, you guys I was listen to it i was trying i, I don't know I, I and i'm not an audio expert at all so um this is all amateur guys yeah. so but we were using two microphones which is the first time we've done that oh yeah um, and i don't know something happened the wires got crossed okay. but cecil it's fine yeah you can hear what he's saying it's not that bad um and no, uh not. 50 plus years and, and that's been with Cecil I would just say that that's been one of the things that I've really appreciated about his life is that he just has stayed focused mm-hmm. on Jesus um and not not in a um esoteric sense like he's in a very practical sense he's trying to uh pattern his life after Jesus and what does that look like in 2022 for him as a guy in his mid-70s it's, it's yes. definitely inspiring yeah. And if you are one of those people that's complained about people that, you know, you don't have anyone older to follow, mm. we got somebody for you, friends. He's in his mid seventies, he's still <laughs> going strong. So it's that's really right. great. My son also was on our YouTube channel just a few minutes ago. And he was like, oh, this guy really beat you and views mom. Like, I'm like, oh. it's not a competition. It's so rude. It's so anyway, friends, if you couldn't come back and help the girl out. <laughs> Maybe when I'm 75 or something. That's right. I think he probably knows a few more people. So <laughs> he definitely does. No, it's things for me to work towards, I guess. Okay. Well, a couple other things. So we talked about modeling. We've talked about staying focused mm-hmm. on Jesus as being our parts in discipleship. A few more that I would throw out there, Abby. One would be uh, taking the initiative. I do think that as yes. believers who are more mature, further along on the path, it's on. It's our part to reach out to you and, and to invite Mm-hmm. Um, the younger generation or those who are still outside the faith. Now that invitation may be declined, it may be ignored, but that's still on us to, to you know, Jesus said he would make them fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And so you have to cast out the nets. Um, and the story about the disciples who fished all night and caught nothing, sometimes ministry feels that way. You're casting out the nets over and over and over. Um, so you can't make the fish get into the net, but you have to put the net out like that's on you. So initiating um, and uh, inviting, I think, are definitely our part. Mm-hmm. And then I would say prayer is is something that Jesus modeled. And it's something it, it's kind of where our part and God's part meet. You could yes. say um, we should be praying for those mm-hmm. that we're reaching out to those that we're discipling um, and asking God to work in those ways that that we cannot. So I think prayer is a that's a fourth element that we could say is is our part but yeah any thoughts on those or well and 
Yes, because I I think um, especially if you feel inadequate or like you've never mm-hmm. made disciples before, or maybe you're being discipled by somebody and you're like, man, they're the coolest. They have all the cool things to say. If I meet someone, I'm going to try to introduce them to the person discipling me. Right. Instead, <laughs> I just encourage you, like you have Jesus, like you, and that's your job is to point people to Jesus. So you've got it. And so I think, um, as a part of that, inviting people there, we have to, um, in a very humble, humble way, think, man, I just want to join Jesus and what he's doing in this person's life. And it's not saying like that. I have just tons of wisdom over here or whatever, you know, I'm ready to go. You're not, you're going to learn along the way too, but it's being willing to step out and put yourself out there in a way and say, let's, let's pursue Jesus together. So especially if you're feeling a little inadequate, which is all, me all the time, then mm-hmm. you can remember that it is just you pointing to Jesus and bringing them alongside with you. And so um, I agree, like it, it does take intentionality on our part, but sometimes it also takes like a real act of faith on our part, which plays perfectly into the prayer part too, Andrew, mm-hmm. because if you don't have disciples, um, you want a running mate, you want um, people to share Jesus with, then start by praying for those people and you don't even know their names yet. Um, so I think prayer is before, during it, all the way, right. you know, till the end of their days. I mean, prayer is yeah is key. And I, I'm glad that's probably the, the one to leave everyone with, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the one to do. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we probably had more to share on that, but we have to keep on (laughs) running friends. We're going to head into our main portion today, our main topic. So today is our last episode of you and I together, Andrew, um, before our little summer hiatus where I'm going to move to a new country and I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. Not not move to a new country. But it can't be as exciting as my summer plans. No, it's not. But before... Before we head into that little summer break, well, we where we will be bringing you some content, so don't worry. Um, we thought we would just do a little uh, halfway point year in review yeah. of the lessons that you and I have learned this year from the Lord, Andrews. So um, I'm excited to get into this. I've definitely learned some lessons. Right. How about we, you? Yeah, we normally do these kind of at the end of the year or maybe at the beginning of the year, we'll kind of start off with what did we learn in in 2021. But Abby, I think for both of us, it feels like it's been a year. I I think, uh, you know, 2022, (laughs) it does like there's, there's definitely some lessons that have been learned uh, so far. And so, yeah, we thought this might be a good way to, uh, to jump into the summer break. Yeah. We're we're just, yeah. Being, um, just transparent with you guys that we can learn things in six months. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we're being forced to. Yeah. Um, or maybe but, we'll still be learning it at the end of the year too. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Uh, and by the way, just on this side note, um, I'm hoping no promises, but I'm hoping that we'll still have some, some podcast episodes over the oh, summer yeah. break. Yes, yes, yes. Be here, I don't know. friends. They just may yeah. like this. I mean, unfortunately, Abby, you will not be with us because you'll be traveling. You'll, you'll be trotting the globe. I don't know. Maybe I'll send like a, 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 a travel log. And- <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. 
but yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully we will have some things for, for the crew over, um, for over the summer. So we'll see, but yeah, we're going to talk about lessons learned so far in okay. 2022. So do you want to kick us off or do you want me to? Um, okay. I can. So, uh, the first major lesson I've learned this year is stems from Proverbs 16 to nine. Does everyone know this verse where the, you know, the man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his path. Hmm. That's real truth friends. And this verse has always kind of played a real role in my life because I'm a real planner. And so it's just it back when blogs weren't even a thing, I had a blog and this verse was at the top of it. And I feel like Mm. I should just bring that back because this has been such a key part of my life in the last six months. But um, not only is it just truth that I've relearned, but also having that mentality of, um, of taking all of my plans that I have made with my little heart um, and giving them to the Lord to direct my steps is uh, he will do that even if we haven't asked to, Um, but there is such joy and, and real, um, real peace in being able to bring the plan we've had and, and leave it at his, at his feet to, to direct us. That said, it takes some some real work and maybe some struggles and some tears too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you find that that's do you find that that's changed over the years? Like as you've gotten more mature as a follower of Jesus, and as you've seen your your plans sometimes get jumbled up as God directs yeah. your steps in new ways. Do you find that it's gotten easier like is it harder because you're getting further on in life and now you've got kids who are part of the package as well or is it is it pretty similar to what it was when yeah that's a great question I hadn't thought about it but I think um in some ways it's gotten easier because I know the joy of and the peace of walking Mm -hmm. in and step with what he wants but I also think it's easier because a lot of my struggle in early years was, um, that the anxiety that I would get from a change of plan, I would mm-hmm. take as, Oh, this must not be God's plan for me if I'm not like at perfect peace. And so, but that was really just me. Uh, so it's really being able to discern God's, um, God's plan and God's voice and his direction has probably gotten easier for me over the years. Um, but yes, adding things like kids that probably caused me the most anxiety now, but boy, what a lesson to have to like, give God your children and be like, Mm -hmm. here you go. Right. (laughs) They were yours from the beginning. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's definitely a big one. I know when we moved this last time, which has been coming up on 10 years now, really not longer. It feels like you've been there forever. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is 10. But we had uh, our, our oldest two, especially were both one was halfway through high school and the other was just starting high school. And that was, I think, as a parent, that was that was kind of tough just because um, it's already a challenging season for uh, teenagers, you know, uh, at that at that point. And then as a parent, you, you, you know that you're, you're making a choice that is it's probably going to put them in, in an even more challenging position. So um, 
So yeah. you, you do have to just trust that, Hey, we're, we're doing this because we're convinced this is what God has for us and our family. And mm-hmm. we have to trust him to watch over the kids, but also help, help the kids work through things because yeah. there are, um, downsides. There, there are challenges that, that our, our kids face as a result of our choices and our decisions. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we can't fix those, those downsides, uh, directly. It's it kind of back to Luis's question, you know, there, there's aspects that only God has to, to swoop in and, and help them with. And, and I say yeah. swoop in, but it, you know, with our kids, it was, there were, there were things that took months for them to work through, um, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, it's hard as a parent, but, but yeah, I, I do think that's, that's a part of it that. Yeah. I mean, it was the first, this, this whole move thing was the first time that I had really felt so strongly that we were about to make a life decision that was going to impact, impact my kids mm-hmm. whole like future life. Yeah. Like this would be something right. they would talk about when they're like 25, like, Oh, that time my parents oh, well, yeah. like ripped us up and took us to Germany. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so that was really impactful, but already, um, especially, you know, some of the older kids, uh, have already just had really like special times with the Lord, just personally, um, Hmm. you know, just them and God, um, that I don't think would have happened if we hadn't done something crazy to their lives. In fact, I know they wouldn't, I mean, maybe at some point they would have had, um, just a real crisis where it was, they just, you know, called out to God and asked for help. Um, but to have that come about because of something we've done to them <laughs> is actually really such a, a good mm-hmm. reminder from the Lord of like, I'm going to use this as well in your kid's life, the hard stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure I'll have more. I'll have to re-listen to this to remind myself of this later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we when we first talked about this episode, we were going to center it on lessons I've learned since Mm -hmm. shifting to bivocational work. Um, And then we wanted to broaden it. Well, there's a lot that God has taught us uh, over the first six months, both of us, but we'll have to do the same, you know, down the road as you guys get settled in Germany, you know, what is, who knew I'd have life excitement too, (laughs) not just for you, Andrew. That's right. 2022. (laughs) Well, um, did want to share a little bit and we, we've got, uh, we still got some time, but I would say um, some of my lessons so far um, with uh, shifting into, to bivocational work is that, um, you know, God uses all of life to shape us. Um, and in some ways we did expect there to be a pretty big, uh, a new normal for, for us in terms of weekly rhythms and, and uh, how, how I spend time you know, from day to day. Um, and then what, what actually happened there were, there are a few other things that ha- happened within our family, with our extended family that, um, uh, that actually took a lot of time in the first part of the year. Um, and so, so sometimes people would ask me, how's it going? It's like, well, the job is going fine. Um, that's actually <laughs> that's not the, the least uh, of my concerns. <laughs> right, that's, the, <laughs> that's the easy part. Um, but I think in the midst of all of it, um, it's been a reminder that God is using all of, all of those, those fluctuations in life, the, the challenges, the stressful moments, um, the, uh, the relationships that he, um, that he brings in, into our lives. He's using all of that to shape me and Cindy and our family. Um, and that's been 
you know, it's not necessarily a brand new lesson, but it's been, it's been a freshly learned, mm -hmm. relearned lesson is that a lot, a lot is going on. And I am like, by, by nature, I love challenges and I love, but I love conquering challenges. So, um, <laughs> only and, conquering, not, you don't like failing them. <laughs> well, no, I don't like failing them at all. And I can also, I can also miss the, the, the joy of the journey. Right. And so yes. I think um, as this year has unfolded, there've been like these, these challenges that have just sort of cropped up. And um, I think that God has given me the ability to, to step back um, on a more regular basis and just appreciate that this is a moment in time. This is a challenge that's happening right now that it, it may be a super stressful moment, mm. um, but God is in there with us. And I don't even have to know what the lessons are at that moment. Um, but just realizing that it's not going to be this way forever. Um, we're probably going to conquer this mountain with God's help. And uh, in the meantime, just appreciate um, all the ways that he is showing up and taking care of us. And I've been reading the Exodus journey in my quiet times. And I think that was one of the mistakes that the, uh, that the people of Israel made as they came out of Egypt and they were in the desert is they just, you know, they wanted to get to the promised land. They didn't like the desert, which is understandable, the wilderness, but they failed to, to catalog and appreciate all the ways that, that God was providing for them, all the, all the little hills that he was allowing them to, to overcome along the way. And then unfortunately, when, when the big hill came, which was, okay, now go in and take the land, um, they failed to trust God, which is really what it says that they didn't obey because they failed to trust God. They didn't trust him and they didn't trust him because they didn't remember all the ways that he had come through. So um, I think that's one of the big lessons so far that I'm learning is that um, even in things that don't seem spiritual, they don't seem focused on, on my growth as a follower mm -hmm. of Jesus. Um, God's using that. God's, God's using that to shape and develop us in ways that are going to play out in a very, uh, a kingdom oriented way. Yeah. So I, even as it, you're even sharing this and it kind of ties in to this question of, you know, you were in full-time ministry. And if mm -hmm. we thought about our lives in the context of a newsletter, let's say, cause we know so many <laughs> people who have to send out newsletters because they right. fundraise or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has it been, do you like think about your life in that way of like the highlight reel that you would share with someone? And does this look different in the sense that it's not the same types of highlights? Does that feel different yeah. or have you yeah. been able to transition into like, you know what, the highlights can just be that we, you know, took care of our family well. And you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a, for, for folks who aren't in full-time ministry. Um, yeah, there are certain things that happen in ministry where you're like, you see, <laughs> you see God at work, but you know, it, it won't come through in a newsletter. Like it won't, yeah. it's not something that's, that people are going to be like, oh, wow. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that's definitely true. I think that's true that just in general, when you're in, when you're in ministry, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way, but but there's so much happening that doesn't make it into the newsletter. Right. And 
and wouldn't even if you tried to to sit down and write it out because it just doesn't condense translate yeah yeah that neatly um yeah uh, it's definitely true i think and and there are also things like um so when when i think about the life of joseph and how mm-hmm. god gave him these dreams um, when he was a teenager and they weren't very detailed dreams you know the the moon and stars were were bowing down to him and um stalks of, of wheat were bowing down to him yeah um so but god had a plan for his life that was the bottom line is that god had a purpose and for his future um and that, that involved leadership um of some sort and of course we know the story so we know that eventually he becomes basically the prime minister you know, second only to pharaoh which was the the most powerful kingdom at that time in the middle east but the journey to go from a teenager to being elevated to that to that position was a, a 13 year journey from the time he was 17 until he was 30. Um, and then the fulfillment of the dream didn't happen for another nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's 39. So it's 22 years from the time of the dream to it being fulfilled. But God was at work throughout that entire process in, in many ways that that if you had looked at, you would not have recognized. Right. Um, and so I think, um, I don't know exactly how that's playing out right now and how God is shaping me specifically, but I will say that when it comes to ministry, um, when we went into full-time ministry, as the years passed, I realized that a lot of what I did, a lot of the experiences that I had and the work that I did um, as a project manager and as a um, <laughs> We, I, I was a mechanical engineer, and so I would design and our company would build uh, industrial equipment, specialized industrial equipment. And on the face of it, there's no connection really between that and, you know. Oh, but there is. <laughs> but there were so many things that, that I, I could see God use to shape me mm-hmm. so that when we were uh, in full-time ministry, um, I was using a lot of those skills and, and things that I had learned. And I think the same was probably true for Joseph. You know, he was given mm-hmm. responsibility in the household of Potiphar. He was given responsibility and oversight in the jail. Um, and those were, those were things that shaped him. Um, yeah. so that when yeah. he was given those responsibilities in Egypt, yeah. it yeah. ties back into what you were saying about appreciating the journey so mm-hmm. well, because, um, I just, you know, finished reading about Saul and David as well. Saul became king, like boom, instantaneously yeah. things did not go well. Right. And David yeah. had this whole period of <laughs> he did just real, very yeah. similar to Joseph's story of just right. like, boy, trial by fire, but that prepared him to be king. And, and yes. we know God, like a man after God's own heart. Um, right. and so just realizing you know, whatever, whatever, like crazy cave you find yourself in. <laughs> yeah. It's probably g- for really great reason. Like in, enjoy right. the cave. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think, I think I love that you connected David and, and I, I have like a little devotion that I sometimes share about how, I, how our identity leads to a legacy, like being clear on your identity. So David and David is who I like to use on that. Obviously he was anointed King. And so uh, he was anointed future king of Israel as a young man, probably a teenager. <clears throat> um, and that, that 
that was clear. The prophet Samuel had anointed him. And I think in the same way, perhaps Joseph knew that, that I don't know how he, he held on to this, but he clearly did. Like later in life, he said, God meant God, you know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And somewhere along the way between slavery and, and prison, Joseph did the math and figured that out, that this was not the end of the story, that, that God still had this purpose. And so in the same way, even though we may not enjoy the, the moment that we're in, we may not understand exactly how it's shaping us. If, if you are clear that, that there's a higher calling on your life. And so that's, I think that's the challenge is to not, is to not get lost in the development. So, so if you're working a job or if you're going through a stressful moment uh, or season, um, to not just have all of your focus on that, but to realize, to take a step back and realize that, okay, God is doing something um, in my life that, that's going to relate to this future purpose that he has for me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, you're going to have to like record that, um, that identity and talk. Sometimes. Maybe that could be a podcast. Maybe that'll be <gasps> one of our summer, our summer yes! specials. You guys agree. Let's all send Andrew messages to remind him to do that for us. That would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. I think, I think, um, that idea of really understanding our identity in Christ is so key for all of us, no matter what season you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're having a high, you can kind of forget about your identity. You're like, Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. And in the lows. So I, I think it's really, mm-hmm. really key. Oh man, Andrew, this, we could have clearly spent a ton of time on this. Yeah. Um, but we don't have it. So on we go. <laughs> don't worry, friends. We have plenty of lessons to share with you in the future. Stay right. tuned. <laughs> We're still learning. Still learning. Yeah, we are. All right. So we will now get into our final part of our podcast today, our faith and culture portion. All right. So for faith and culture today, we're really kind of doing a little um, general take snapshot of how things are going in the world that's culture uh spoiler it's not going great uh (laughs) things are and andrew wrote in our notes the sky is falling this is true (laughs) and i only know it because andrew i have been in a little tiny bubble of like trying to deal with my own little world and um so i don't read the news or anything but my dad was visiting this past Mm, week mm -hmm. and he loves a good news feed and so periodically i would walk this like by him in the kitchen and he would be on his phone and he would just remind me that the sky was falling in some form of piece (laughs) of like nugget of news like p.s abigail so-and-so invaded so-and-so and and everyone's gonna die oh abigail guess what this terrible thing happened and i'd be like thanks love you so thanks thanks to my papa love him i don't think he listens (laughs) all right yeah we always we, we always do like little conversations obviously before we do the show and so we were like well faith and culture and typically there's like there's oftentimes something specific that's happening in the world of culture um the the Mm. broader society that we're all part of uh but with this one it was like it's more of this this overall sense um that of a downer yeah of a downer and i think i think most people probably our listeners will will get it uh because if you think about it um yeah, whether it's it's geopolitics, you know, that's not going great um, with the with the whole situation. 
uh, with Russia and Ukraine and how that's affecting yeah. us. And people are talking about a coming famine, um, you know. Oh yeah, the, that was uh, one of the things that I got. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's coming. And then- Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you know, socially it's, uh, you know, I don't know, it's pride month and there's just lots happening. Yeah. And, and so June is a rough month. Yeah. In, in society that we would say, man, where are we going as a, as a country in terms of social mores and, and values, like the, everything's in flux. And then of course the economy um, is not okay. We so get it right we now. Get it, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, let's just talk about the overall, like, let's so, watch Andrew spiral. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this is the He's thing fine. that, He's this fine. is the thing that hit me is like, well, as believers, really, should any of that really shake our commitment to faith, hope, and love? Like, it seems to me that as, as Christians, um, we should be the ones who are just sort of chugging along and people are looking at us like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why, why do you have hope? You know, like, how are you able to, to be loving to others and, and to be, um, to be confident about the future, to have faith that things are going to work out. And so it was sort of a check for, for my own spirit. Like, yeah. Hey, are, are, are you being brought down by everything? One, I do think that a lot of times we hear the negatives. So I, I always am convinced that it's not, it's not, it's rarely as bad as it sounds, but two, even if it is bad, that's not what our ultimate hope is, is set on. So yeah you know, shouldn't we actually be standing out more and more in society as people who aren't shaken by, you know, the bad news that that's coming our way? Yeah. I, I think that maybe the, the tip or the tool for us is um, just take a check to see how news is affecting you. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you're leaving your news uh, time during the day, whenever that is, and you're, and you really are just rock bottom bottom and you're having to like crawl your way back up and i'm sure you are because if you're following jesus you do know the truth you mm -hmm. can ultimately get back there but are you having <laughs> to fight it every single day and i think that's right. you know that was part of that whole thing with my dad which was kind of funny because yeah. i would just like walk by and i'd be like guess what you know and uh <laughs> And I, and I thought, man, I'm so grateful that I'm not having, cause bless his heart. He was having to do that every day. Right. Um, and, and he was, uh, yeah. and he also gave me nuggets of hope. Don't worry. My dad's awesome. Mm -hmm. But, uh, he was having to really fight it out over there. And I was just getting to like, you know, focus on the little things. So I think, huh. um, I was recently, uh, somebody introduced me to pour over news. Do you know about pour over no. news? No. So it is, a, you can sign up for it. It's a Christian um, news service and they'll send yeah. you emails and it's just like the top um, news stories and it'll just give you like a brief update of what they are and you don't have to, I don't know, weed, weed right. through quite so much. Right. Um, so I'm really appreciating hmm. that um, tip from my good friend, Laura. Maybe we'll leave a link for you guys if you yeah, want we'll to, to do that. To, to do a, uh, a news newsletter essentially in your inbox. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been on it for super long, so I can't tell you just like how great it's going to be for my news intake as far as, you know, politics and stuff. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But things like that, I think are really helpful for us in our spiritual health. 
of right. making sure we are having the ratio <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Of like, because it's going to come at us. Right. I don't know how you do your news, Andrew. Yeah. How do you take I, it in? Yeah. Uh, probably, I do get a, um, similarly, it's not, it's not a Christian service, but I, mm-hmm. I do a, um, a daily email with snippets called Morning Brew. So oh, yes. I don't, Why are they all related to coffee? Okay. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Um, We're over and, morning I, and brew. I don't, <laughs> I don't always, uh, read the morning brew I have to say. So maybe one, yeah. one out of the five days, I'll actually sure. try to see what's going on, but, but, uh, Twitter is also, um, I'll oh, see yes. kind of what's going on again. I try not to do crazy deep dives, but I'll just kind of catch things here and there. And if it's interesting, then I'll, I'll do a little bit of a deeper look, but I, I definitely don't just sit down and, and watch the news or even scroll, uh, news sites because I, I do think it's bad for your mental health. Um, and that's the flip side I would say is let's, let's keep, let's make sure that we're still, um, exposing ourselves to, you know, the good news, because this is, this is part of how our human brains work is, you know, we sort of absorb what it is that we're exposing our, our minds to. And sure, there's, there's a lot of bad things happening in the world. So if, if you're just constantly exposing your yourself to that it's going to have an impact especially if you're if you're doing that and you're not on the other hand exposing yourselves to the hope the source of our hope our joy um yeah yeah the reason the reason that we have to to have hope um yeah. so i would say for sure let's um let's make sure that we're we're, we're staying focused and, and continue to expose ourselves to to god's word and his truth so yeah. that we can be people who, you know, stand mm-hmm. out in a world yeah. full of darkness. I, I mean, in some ways, you know, we always think of like sidewalk prophets as like the sky is falling into the world is coming. Um, but let's mm-hmm. try to be prophets that are <laughs> saying, guess what? The justice yeah. of Jesus is coming. You know, right. the uh, I was having a great conversation with um, uh, one of the guys in our church, uh, Nate Clark last night, and he was saying, really just people are looking for justice. They are. And so we have the answer to that, right? Um, mm-hmm. we have ultimate justice. My son, justice kept thinking we were talking about him. <laughs> ultimate justice. Um, <laughs> ultimate justice. Uh, but so true friends, we actually have the best news, um, to give people in the midst of all the bad news. So yeah, I think finding that balance, um, for ourselves to help our own mental health, but also to not forget that this is our perfect opportunity to bring Mm -hmm. something that the world ultimately is longing for. Um, it just may not fully realize it. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, friends, it's been tons of fun. Um, we can't believe that it's already to summer. Um, but here we are and we will be bringing you some fun treats this summer. So be (laughs) on the lookout. If you haven't subscribed, that's probably the best way to keep up with all Mm. the goodness that will be coming your way this summer. Cause it may be on a little bit of a different schedule. It'll be a surprise to show up in your, in your feed. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook. And if you aren't subscribed on a a podcast listening service. That's also one of the best ways to make sure you don't miss any of the goodness coming your way this summer. So we will also be back in our regular schedule programming soonish. So, <laughs> so prepare your for that fun to come. And as always, keep in touch. 
We want to hear your comments, your thoughts, your questions. Um, we love, love, love having feedback with you guys. So keep it up. And we are so grateful you're listening. Thanks. Thank you.